Welcome to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tattooing Network. You must unlearn what you have learned. Your source for the latest Legion news, opinion, and analysis. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. John Archiquette. Will somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way? Matt Turner. I'm not afraid. And Joshua Gray. You will be. What's going on, our riders? John, Josh, Matt, back at you again from nice, sunny Las Vegas, Nevada. What's going on, guys? Too sunny. I'm kind of getting tired of this crap. It hasn't been that sunny. I'm ready Uh, for fall. It's monsoon season. I want my pumpkin spice lattes. Oh, get out. And leggings. Go. (laughs) Get out. Right there with you. Right now. We'll get Pilates. It'll be great. Get out. Okay, (laughs) calm down. Let him like things. Somebody doesn't like pumpkin spice (laughs) lattes. Wow. I I literally get all of the people in the world who would like pumpkin spice anything. You are the least surprising person. I was gonna say. I mean, <laughs> what about that? He's one's pretty basic. Yeah, yeah. I aspire yeah. to his levels of basicness. Yeah, I know, right? Here you go, Chad. Ugg hey, hey, needs to make some uh, some special Wookiee Uggs. I would buy those. Oh, that would be cool. Big furry ones with right? little claws sticking out. Of it. I think I had some slippers like that as a kid. The only pumpkin spice thing that's cool that I've ever seen. Are you is still I, on this? I saw, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw I saw a T-shirt right. And it was like a pumpkin spice dune mash mashup. Oh, okay. And it said the pumpkin the spice, spice must flow. Must flow. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what for Christmas now. Right? <laughs> uh, but mm. we're not a, we're not a uh, actually pumpkin spice podcast. Unfortunately, we're a Star Wars Legion podcast. So uh, let's, pumpkin let's spice on. Legion. So what are we doing there this we week? Yeah. Uh, although you know what, honestly, after the game we played last week, I, I may have contemplated switching over to just pumpkin spice podcasting because. Matt and I, Matt and I played a a game, and I know you know I already talked about how I don't like bad beat stories when it comes to Star Wars Legion or any kind of gaming whatsoever. Um, I had a bad victory story, <laughs> yeah. like one of those victories where you feel ashamed, like 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 your dice are so we hot, you're apologizing the, halfway yeah. through. Opposite. Oh, yeah. This is one we streamed. And I think we spent most of the show each thinking that we were each going to lose. So he thought he was going to lose the entire game. And then I was like, no, I'm going to lose. And So we we can do a rapid-fire recap on this. Sure, go. So basically, we were playing the transmission one. Um, Intercept the transmission. Yeah, Yeah, so three objective points. Turns two, four, and six, you get points for it. Yeah. I ran at them immediately. Took to you know, and not like haphazardly, you know, no, still he, going he, through cover, doing my you know, yeah. doing my dodges, very tactically sound, tactically trying to seize these objectives, which which I did. The first three, uh, first turn, I, it took all three. Second one, I got two of the three, I think. Anyway, went off to a pretty commanding lead points wise. Mm-hmm. However, Matt was shooting me off the board, and he he was just above average as far as his roles for you know offense. However, my defensive roles were appalling. Like <laughs> my my white my white dice T-shirt saves have always been bad. Like and worse than statistically normal. This game, however, forty-two dice, forty-two times I rolled the uh, the the white six-sided defense die, mm-hmm. either for yeah, removing six. suppression yeah. or for defense. Four times, I successfully saved four out of forty-two. That's pretty terrible. You got to want it, sir. It gets worse. Oh, so okay. At one point, I moved Luke up the board aggressively, wiped out a unit of stormtroopers, got him into close combat with General Veers, oh, and 
first, you know, it Good was times. the turn before. Sounds like it. The turn before I would normally use Son of Skywalker and managed to do five wounds on him. No, almost four. killing him. Four. Four. Almost, yeah. almost yeah. killing him. Yeah, he's got five wounds. He's got five wounds. So, yeah, I did four. Left him with one wound left. And on his turn, he disengages him, as sure you know, makes sense. Well, Luke's got his dodge on him. Luke's got his dodge in full health, okay? I'm expecting, I'm going to take some shots. I'm going to weather this, though. I mean, I can make this. Because I'm also, like, behind line of sight, blocking cover. He brings his two bike squadrons around, okay? I'm thinking, all right, look, he's not going to be able to drop me with two bikes. Oh, Do you not know the power of the bikes? Oh, I'm... (laughs) He's seen I, a movie. He yeah, knows yeah. how this is supposed oh, to yeah. end. Right, yeah. right? Yeah, he's yeah, going to yeah, yeah. hit a tree on the way. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, be, yeah. we'll be fine. No, no. <laughs> so the first, you know, first attacks go off, and he, take, I think he got me like five times. I'm hit five times. All right, good time to burn this dodge. Or burn, yeah, burn the dodge. I'm hit, you know, three up, essentially, three up save, and, you know, reflect, deflecting back the, the right. block. Well, I managed to block two, and, I'm sorry, block three took two hits. And none of them were deflections. All right, well, fine. Well, it happens. Take yeah. a couple wounds. I'm not dead yet. Next bike comes in, hits me four times. I've got four <laughs> wounds left. I'm like, all right. I'm gonna, I told him, like, I'm going to roll all four blanks. You or, blank out. Well, two blanks and two deflections, which, of course, two, just, two yeah, sorry yeah, blanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. So nothing. So nothing, yeah, and Luke died. Oh, so, so sad. It was a great day for the Empire. It was unbelievably horrible Horrible defensive saves on my part for an entire game, and I still managed to win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, because he, he you basically played the objective. He basically like, tabled me at the end of the game. Like I had like one wound left, or one dude left in one squad, and like another squad of like two guys left. That's all you. That's all you need, man. No, he had all the objective points, yeah. and I was pretty Joe clear. Joe wins the, it for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I've never left a game just like so feeling so defeated in a game that I actually won. <laughs> I've never been so happy about a game I lost. <laughs> <laughs> so for, you know, those NFL fans out there who are talking about, you know, moral victories after a game, that was a moral defeat for a win. Pyrrhic <laughs> right. uh, victory, I believe, is that that's what that's called? Yeah, right. And I, I believe there was like a couple times in there where I swore off Rebels entirely, where I was like, I can't. At do, least I, a couple times. You're, I can't do this with white You were covetous anymore. of those uh, red armor saves. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, I need red dice. Well, of course, you know, Luke with red dice still didn't help. Sure. But, Meanwhile, you get the stormtroopers with, you know, got two guys left in it, and they tank five hits. Uh, yeah, you know, exactly. Like one dies. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, I'll lose one, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be uploading that video. I'm going to go back and watch that again. <laughs> Just save yeah. it. So they're eating popcorn. Just despair. Making, making your wife watch this. Yeah, oh, this is the part where he cries a little. You ever, see, you ever seen a six-foot-six man <laughs> cry over a board game? Yeah. Watch this. <laughs> Good stuff. But, Josh, uh, you've got... You did some hobby. Hobby news, yeah. yeah. So um, looking into, like, how am I going to paint my Imperial Guard, my Royal Guards when they come out? Was and it going to be purple? Discovered, yeah, purple. But I discovered something as I was trolling through Michael's this, uh, this past weekend. I found color shift paint. What? What? Acrylic? Yeah. Crappy acrylic. Like apple pot, like apple barrel type. But it's color shift. Okay. So I picked some up, and I'm like... I, I, of course, I wanted to find something with robe-ish, so I grabbed my uh, I grabbed the Ion Trooper from the Snow Troopers because it's worthless, um, <laughs> and I just figured I'd use that as like a, a model to try and, and figure it out. Um, not really impressed with it. Um, try adding glitter. 
Or maybe I, some of that Lisa Frank like puffy paint stuff. Ooh, that'd be perfect. Yes, thank you. That's a great idea. Hobby tip from me to you, bud. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, I, I, I and I think because it's just it's cheap, you know, apple pot acrylic paint. Garbage, yeah. I, I don't know if it's if I've got to thin it down more. Yeah, if it's start too there. thin. Well, you know, I thinned it. Because, duh, I suck at painting, but I'm not stupid. John, do you want to airbrush with that stuff? Uh, not if I want to keep my airbrush. <laughs> no, no, no. So I'm trying to find the right consistency of you know how much water or if I need to put some acrylic medium in there or something yeah, to try and get it. Maybe salami and medium or yeah, something. Something yeah, something like that. Um, it, it's got potential. It's got potential, and it looks really cool. Um, but it's not there yet because I don't know if it's... Well, put some pictures up on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, I, I, I think I will. See that. And remember, work in progress. It's a sample model try, but it looks, looks kind of neat, actually. The so. internet will be understanding. It'll be fine. I'm sure they will. Yeah. <laughs> actually, no. The Again, Legion community is awesome, and like everybody that posts up pictures, I think, by and large, they at most they'll get like, hey, you might want to check this out kind of tips. But if I can get Royal Guards with like color shift cloaks... Looks so cool. That'd be you, so baller. You know, if you paint them purple, I'm just going to call them Grimace. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to call them the, the Grimace Guard. The, the, the Barney Elite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so if, if I'm going to run the Grimace Guard out there, folks, which is a character from McDonald's from way, way back, if you're not that, that, you gotta that old. You got to keep away the Grimace. <laughs> yeah. Right? I will seriously pay somebody to mock me up some Grimace Guard alt art cards for those guys i will seriously do it because if you're gonna if you're gonna drop that that moniker on them i will run it i will honest to god run the grimace, the grimace squad we don't we don't take our threats very like lightly here we, we, when we make no. when we make bets on things we do it we that's do why it. that's the why matt, onesies is going to be coming out the wookie ones will be coming yeah. out uh, that's why matt currently has a pink mock crusher for age of sigmar yeah, that's great <laughs> speaking of lisa frank <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's hideous. <laughs> oh, it's so awesome. No way. That is awesome. And you make fun of my paints? I mean... I mean, I did it. But yeah. Well, yeah, but... That's not, that's not the... Uh, She's pretty in pink. That's not, that's not the coup de gras yet, though, because I'm, I'm also going to be adding... Uh, what purple is that? Is that pink or purple? You started it. It, it. it started from purple and worked my way up to pink. Okay. Um, and then there's also going to be some uh, some yellow meadow, meadow flowers that are going to be oh, on the yeah. base. Nice. Yeah. Happy skipping orcs. Yeah. That's, that's what we're doing for ah. that. Nice. Take a look at my pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah. We're basic. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, Star Wars news. What do we got for him, Matt? Star Wars news. Uh, not a lot out there. We're still a couple weeks away from the solo Blu-ray, so I'm looking forward to that. But uh, some interesting news uh, from Cinema Blend. They had a little talk with designer uh, Nel, uh, sorry, Neil Lamont, who uh, has done work in the previous. But there, he apparently had talked about that there was plans to have a uh, Tatooine-style set in an upcoming spinoff movie that has now been put on hold. So I would assume that would be like the Kenobi movie. but uh, Since it would put on hold, that's yeah, sad. Yeah, that is sad. On hold does not mean canceled. It does not it's mean true. canceled, but it, hope springs it's not eternal. good. Rebellions yeah, are right? built on hope. <laughs> Matt, or Josh, did you really just wow. reference a, uh, a, Look at you. a, a, a rebel thing? No force. kidding, wow. And then uh, via the uh, Star Wars website, the the solo novelization is coming out, and uh, it's going to actually include some stuff that got cut from the movie, including Solo's time at the Imperial Flight Academy. Ooh. So that could be kind of interesting. And all of the other cool things that should have been in that movie. Possibly. Yeah. I guess we'll never know. But there's an excerpt on the Star Wars website there. You can check it out. Awesome. That's about it. 
So coming up later on in the show, we're going to have LJ Pena with us. Uh, of course, LJ is the uh, the operator of the Invader League. Organizer. For, organizer. organizer. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the better way to, to – to, he runs it. He runs yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> but he, um, the Tabletop Simulator Invader League, which just wrapped up its first season, and it sounds like it was a great success – so uh, we're going to have him on. We'll ch- chat a little bit about that and what he's seeing from the virtual side of Star Wars Legion. There's always interesting data coming out of Tabletop spin- Simulator. Yeah, there is. And it's I, I haven't played around with it that much. I, I've seen pictures of it in a, a, a video here or there. Um, it looks kind of intimidating but also cool. So hopefully we can get some... Yeah, some information out of him that'll you know kind of ease my fears and maybe convince us to, to get involved in that too. Yeah, because honestly, I get a little bit daunted anytime I look at anything on a computer screen, and there's lots of things going on. I looked at like World of Warcraft one time, and I was like, "No, there's too much going on." <laughs> Sometimes so, there's ladies on those screens, and that confuses me. Oh boy, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we'll have him on the show, and uh, we'll, we'll chit chat with him about uh, all the stuff he's seeing there. And uh, one of the things we want to get into today with. Uh, talking about the the release information that came out of Gen Con was oh, those new factions that are coming out. The Clone Wars era armies. Yeah, I've been devoting some, some brain processes to these. And what kind of mechanics and flavor would I love to see on the tabletop? So this is purely just brainstorming speculation. I'm not going to go into like, oh, what units do I want to see? I want to see more of like the thematic type things. And I was talking with Josh a little bit about this. I think this is going to be your first time through. But uh, uh, so separatists and Republic Army, you know, they're... It's a pretty safe assumption that's what the factions will be. Yeah, I don't think they've officially announced that. But uh, I'm expecting droids and, you know, clones. That's kind of the the hallmark units of the uh, Clone Wars era stuff. But uh, some of the things I'd love to see with droids, and feel free to jump in on any of this, guys, uh, weak units overall. You know, the B-1 battle droid is kind of like one of the headline units of the Separatist forces. Mm-hmm. You see them in a lot of the movies, especially Clone Wars stuff. They're just cheap units. And uh, But there's a couple of, like, more elite frames that come out of there, like the, the droidicas, the B-2s, uh, the, the special commando droids, the magna guards. So it's not just the cheap little chintzy firepower units. But uh, that is kind of, I feel like, the bulk of their unit should be. So we're thinking something like maybe white save, no surge. Yeah. Like, and then maybe like a white dice for offense, but then have the unit be like maybe 20 points for a unit. Yeah, cheap. Uh, one of the other things I was thinking about that actually might make them more viable on the tabletop is maybe double their unit size. Okay. You know, make them like a 12-man unit so you can just chop through them. Uh, one of the things, so, and this is uh, with the lore as well, is B1s really are only, you know, a worry for anybody when they're en masse. Sure. So what I was thinking is if you had, like, group firing uh, potential pods, like four guys firing together, they'd upgrade their white dice to, like, a black dice or a red dice or something like that. Okay, to yeah. To demonstrate that they've just got these field of fire, that they're just throwing so many shots. Or you could just go with the white dice spam. Uh, it's really kind of up to you how you want to do it. I was thinking also maybe having the B2s be like an upgrade specialist choice because you don't want to have them, I think, as a troop choice because they're supposed to be very special. So having them act as like an upgrade, that would be pretty cool. I think one thing you're going to see out uh-huh. of this because FFG loves their new mechanics and FFG loves giving you reasons to buy corsets. 
And I think we're all pretty much agreed here that this is going to be a second starter set, core set. Kind I, of thing. I think that would make sense. So. Uh, I, I don't think you're going to see either of these units really have black or, 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 I'm sorry, white or red defense dice. Because, you know, you've got red defense dice over here with the Imperials. You've got white defense dice over here for the just the generalist troops for the for the rebels i i think you're going to see kind of a middle ground and it wouldn't surprise me and i'm going to make this prediction right now that ffg comes out with black defense dice huh. and i think you're going to see that as a mechanic here where um where, where it, it's pretty much the same as a as a white defense die sure. um where it has maybe you know uh three hits and no surge because that's I think that's the the red defense dice have it's yeah one three, blank three right? one or sorry two blank one surge three blocks okay on the red defense dice correct okay. yeah yeah that's and then and then the white is one block one surge right. four blanks so these will probably have two block two one block su- a surge and and three blanks sure that would Something make sense kind yeah. of yeah. like a middle ground between the red and the white dice I think you just throw as many cheap dice as possible at like the B1 frames but maybe for the B2s maybe a red dice is a little bit too much so maybe a black dice or, hey, or maybe not? even just for clone troopers they have a black defense dice that would actually be pretty cool right? I wasn't sure how how I would go with the clone troopers but I mean other general traits obviously we we've talked about they'd probably be ion vulnerable mm-hmm. you know hit hit somebody in the squad and they lose an action type thing uh, and see, I'm not so sure about that mm-hmm. because at least for the B ones, you know, we see plenty of times in in all of the fluff mm-hmm. uh, where the B ones are afraid. They're like, oh, oh yeah. Uh, so, so actually, so I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I I'm not sold on the idea of oh, it's droids, so they're immune to suppression. They they have no courage and they're just ionable. Uh, and and I don't know from a from a crunch standpoint mm-hmm. if. Um, if just saying, just flopping supra- morale for Ion is... Sure. I, I think that's a cheap way out as a mechanic to, to introduce a new faction yeah. into something. No, I, I so think I thought about find, that because yeah. they are known to be fairly cowardly, except when they're, you know, got all of their buddies around them. Sure. So make them immune to suppression, but not panic. And then... But they they're immune to panic as long as they're above fifty percent unit strength. So there would just be then some sort of that, keyword in you, there. Right. That, okay, I could do that. I think if that you could institute some kind of you know specialized unit like some kind of droid controller, that if they're within a certain range, you know, like kind of like synapse with tier nodes for forty k. That could be cool. Yeah, depending on what a part of the range, Clone Wars they're going to be taking part in. Yeah, because they got away from the droid controllers after Naboo, as I understand it, but. Uh, yeah, they're not really known for their dynamic leadership styles, I don't think, in the droid army. So, like, having abilities to remove suppression via inspire abilities I don't think would be appropriate for them. Um, what else do I have here? Droidicas, I think, would be fun to have a different movement profile for them. Mm-hmm. So they have their shields that might give them that uh, invulnerable ability like Boba Fett when they're in their one move kind of slow pew pew mode but then they then, can roll at a then speed then they can three, go into speed three but, but they you gotta lose spend that ability. an action to deploy yeah yeah, yeah something that'd be like a cool that mechanic. that's yeah. cool so that'd be a cool sure. flavorful mechanic um and then well there's all the units we'd want to see like the haat tanks and the staps we talked about before special forces droids i think that some of more of the elite units uh would be really cool 
with the Magna Guard and the command control droids that you were talking about there. But, uh, the, but then the actual, like, real character generals, like Grievous, Dooku, uh, Maul, Newton. I think Ventress would be really cool as, like, an operative. The next one I was wrestling with was obviously the Republic and the clones because the, obviously the, the direct analog is em, Empire. So we don't want to just have a copy. But we already have an empire. We already have an empire. Right, right. Um, But I figured that they should have good supporting characteristics between each other because of how they were bred and trained in the fluff. You know, they they refer to each other as brother. You know, they're there to fight and die, and they're engineered for combat. So uh, one of the things I think should be really good uh, is having more variable weapon loadouts for the specialist slots. Uh, especially anybody who played the uh, Republic Commando games, <laughs> the DC-17Ms, I think they were called, that they had the different sniper attachments and ion and all that kind of stuff. It could be really cool for that. Uh, I what think what about have... like having multiple special weapons per squad? Sure. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Instead of just having like you know like one DL nineteen like you see with stormtroopers, you can have you know yeah. like there's got to there's got to there is there's a gotta come, there's got to be a trooper. significant yeah. penalty that comes with that. I'm not sure what form that comes in. More points. Whether more it's, points. Ooh, sure. I don't know, but eh. well, but once you start adding in more special weapons and investing more into a unit, yeah, you know, it, you then have a unit of four or five guys that's worth over a hundred points. Is is that a sacrifice you want to make? I think yeah, the clone troop should be a more uh, a better equipped and more elite army than just about any of the other ones right now. I think so too. I think rather than seeing you know the, the red dice, white dice, or uh, red defense dice, white offense dice, like you yeah. see with with stormtroopers, I think you know they're viable to have the the red defense dice and the black offense dice, and just <laughs> making them more expensive. <laughs> or maybe black and black if they go with the black defensive dice. <laughs> I, I do like that idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, each unit, I think, would have an upgrade based on the commander taken also. I think that because depending, especially in the fluff, depending on who's leading the uh, clones, they all had very different uh, command tactics uh, beyond the command card. So I was thinking something like Anakin giving out targeting scopes automatically for his troops or uh, maybe rerolls in melee combat, some kind of reckless assault trait. Things like that, where Kenobi could give, like, go to ground, you know, just have something out that really kind of tailors the flavor of whatever general happens to be leading that unit of uh, clones. But So uh, basically you're making them space marines that are just generalists that you can configure however your play style is. Yeah. Instead I, of having an army that has a style and you have to play them in that style. Yeah. Or Ahsoka giving nimble. I think that was yeah. be kind of fun. Plus, yeah, you, you got all the, the commander options in the oh, world yeah. for those guys. Do I get an Execute Order 66 card at some point? Uh, I think <laughs> your enemy gets to play that on you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. Like if you, if yeah. you walk out with a clone army, you have to give them the Execute 66 command card, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you just auto-lose. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Shoot I'm, all I'm, the, fair. I'm the, okay the, with that. The Jedi I'm range. okay with that. Yeah. But I'd love to see something uh, for all the clone troopers have, like a, a Bonds of Brotherhood type thing, where basically they can... Uh, all the leaders can give inspire to other units that are nearby because they're keeping each other in the fight and supporting each other. Uh, and then but probably a higher than average courage stat. One thing that uh, I was toying with the idea of is if, because they're a disciplined, a super disciplined fighting force is while they're falling back that they can still make attack actions mm. as they're going. If they have to fall back, they'll do it in an orderly form. Uh, format from the battlefield instead of instead of you know like have it be like a steady but mm-hmm. only that something that only triggers on a disengage 
Yeah, something like that would be pretty <laughs> cool. But uh, otherwise, other than going with this, uh, the uh, heavy weapons loadouts that you mm-hmm. were talking about, two per unit, uh, another option they could go for is, so they have all these attack gunships and heavy tanks and ATRTs and all that. Having more of a, uh, like a spotter type character as a specialist upgrade to pull in fire from off the board to kind of simulate that they would have fire support from coming in from artillery and things like that, orbital strikes and all that. But uh, keeping it balanced, obviously, would be the trick. Are we going to see transports, you think, finally? I hope so. I really hope so, because if anybody should be in transports, it's, you know, clone troops, I think. Yeah, and especially if we're looking at, you know, a higher cost per unit, you're going to want to keep them protected. But, yeah, and then for elite troops, there's there's so much source material. I mean, the Republic Commandos, let's get Boss Fixer, Scorch, and Sev out there. You know, give them some more missions. Uh, ARC Troopers, holy cow, wouldn't that be fun? And then, Josh, I know you were talking about you'd love to have, like, a sub-faction for, like, Jedi. I'd really like to see, you know, and we love making 40K analogies here Mm -hmm. on the show. I think that you should have, and we talk about, you know, and this would kind of blow out of the water your idea of having Anakin be a commander and having Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan being commander. I would like to see them kind of carve that out to be... Republic, and that's all clone troops. Clone army is mm-hmm. is one um, is is one faction, but then make Jedi's their own faction, and have them play very similar to Grey Knights in in forty k. Where so a hyper elite, force, hyper elite, low model you know, count. high yeah yeah low model count, high points cost for every unit on the board. You know they're they're decent in range, good in melee. Uh, you know, you're throwing lightsabers, which can, there's your anti-armor. And, you know, and just like Grey Knights, they all have some sort of force powers. You know, so you don't have units. Get a unit of Jedi Guardians or something. Sure, right, you know. um, And it's it's very cheap, but it has a force power. You know, it's like Jedi Guardians, they can force push. Mm. Right? I I would absolutely play this force. Yes. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and the same kind of people that play that force is the same kind of people that like playing Grey Knights. Um, you know, maybe have one or two vehicles in there, but it's primarily a a footbound force um, that you know can can move across the the field. They all have jump. They all da 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 da. You know, kind of distill down, kind of the same way that we have generalist. Um, we have we have generalist uh, commanders coming yeah. out where they're like it's like a budget Veers or a budget Leia. You know, have a unit of Jedi's that's like. A budget, you know, like a yeah, budget, don't have to be a, a budget named, Luke. You know, you know, it's like okay, they've, you know, they're, you know, some padawans from the temple are out on yeah. a training mission. <laughs> Please give me younglings. You just, you <laughs> yeah, just you want just, younglings out you there. You just want to slaughter. You this just is all a ploy to get you to slaughter younglings. You're a monster. <laughs> yes, I am. But no, it's not a ploy. Um, <laughs> I, I think it would be, I, I think it would be really, really neat to see a, a faction and an army out there mm-hmm. that is just. Hyper elite, low model count, but you, you've got to play them all very carefully because, I mean, you, you take Luke or Vader out there and you hang them out there and you fail a couple of saves and they're gone, right? Yep. So yep. Um, I, I, just, I think that would yeah, be really cool. I think one of the upgrades they could do is like Master of the Council, but it's like Immunity Anakin on it. <laughs> Have a seat. <laughs> we will be watching your career with great interest. <laughs> but anyways, those were just some thoughts I yeah. had. We're, um, hopefully we'll start getting some 
info leaking out from Fantasy Flight here soon, but I think I'm excited. I'm oh, sure, sure there's a lot of people that are excited too. And it's it's going to be far down the pipe. I yeah. mean, we're probably not going to see this for another 2019 s- well, yeah, still yeah, yeah, not yeah. here well, and it's an entire year. year so, they, yeah, yeah, they said 2019. Uh, but we're probably not going to see them, I, I, I wouldn't guess, until July, uh, like a year maybe. So, But they'll probably we'll get to play with them on Tabletop Simulator first. <sighs> yes. <laughs> well, speaking of which, we're going uh, to take a quick break right now, and then we'll come back with LJ Pena. Tune in every Wednesday to Radio Free Tatooine, a Star Wars podcast that's better than some and worse than others. Take a trip to a water cooler far, far away as we bring some casual, fun conversation into the Star Wars podcasting community. Hosted by me, Sean, my sister Amy, and John. Radio Free Tattooing. We may not know what we're talking about, but we sure know how to record it. For more, visit RadioFreeTattooing.com, a proud member of the Radio Free Tattooing Podcast Network. You're listening to the Legion Outriders Podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tattooing Network, recorded on location at Power 9 Games. Whether you're looking for the latest releases from Legion, X-Wing, 40K, Magic, or any of our other extensive inventory of board and card games, head to Power9Games.com and use coupon code OUTRIDER10 to get 10% off your order. Plus, shipping is free on orders over $100. Now, back to the Outriders. And we're back, Outriders. John, Josh, Matt, and we've got a special guest, a new friend of the show with I guess thus making it friends of the show now. We can officially say that. Uh, we got LJ Pena here. LJ, what's going on, man? How are we doing, guys? I'm hanging in there. Good to hear. So, LJ, you are the uh, the tournament run or tournament operator for the Tabletop Simulator, correct? Uh, correct. I run the Invader League uh, that we use Tabletop Simulator to play. All right, so just real quick, can you give us a, a breakdown of what exactly is Tabletop Simulator for people like me who are, uh, you know, technologically deficient? Um, and we get, you know, intimidated when we see screens with buttons in front Not of them. Not just technologically. No, just deficient. That's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, for those of us, you know, who aren't really familiar with Tabletop Simulator, give us a, a real quick layman's breakdown. What exactly is it? So if you've never played on Tabletop Simulator before, what it is is it's a separate game in Steam that you can buy and you can use it to play tabletop games. And it comes with a lot of uh, preloaded games, chess checkers, stuff like that. But what people have done is like, like any game on Steam, they have modded it and through, you know, the free modding community on Steam. You can download uh, different games and then use Tabletop Simulator to play them. So, like, for example, I downloaded a Pathfinder mod and I was able to play uh, Dungeons and Dragons with a group online. And it had pre-made tables for us, character models, some of them moved, stuff like that. So what they've done, what Tyrion has done, the person who created the Tabletop Simulator mod, is he created uh, Star Wars Legion as its own separate free mod in Tabletop Simulator. And you can download it, and when you actually open and start trying to play a game, uh, you've got a board that spawns in front of you, and a army builder built right into the actual uh, board itself. To where two players can create their armies, either use pre-made or build their own terrain, and then play a game of Star Wars Legion against each other online. So you're saying that the the game itself, 
uh, tabletop simulator itself was relatively inexpensive. Now, is there an additional cost for the add-on for uh, for Star Wars Legion? Nope. Everything that you need to play Star Wars Legion is totally free once you have the game itself. Uh, the game, if I remember correctly, is usually about 20 bucks or so. But if you put it on your, your favorites or your watch list, it very frequently goes on sale for about 10 bucks. That's really awesome. That's So it's a very community-driven uh, group, I'm guessing, if people are just creating this content for free. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you'll find I've actually found a couple servers in my in my travels and spreading around the first season of uh, the Invader League, where there are communities of people like discords that just kind of hang out and find different tabletop sim games to play with each other. It seems like this is a really great option for people who maybe live in a smaller community. Legion hasn't really picked up in their area uh, for whatever reason, have a really hard time getting games locally. Yes, and that's actually why I initially volunteered to help Tyrion run the tournament. He was busy developing the mod and trying to get more content in. And so I told him, well, you know, I, I've ran 40K tournaments before. I've done a lot of tabletop gaming in the last 10 years or so. So if you want somebody to help you run this, that would be great. And for me, I was volunteering for something that I wasn't quite sure what I was getting into yet. It's turned into quite the enterprise uh, by season two. But for me, I selfishly wanted to get in games because I, I, was, uh, I was deployed at the time. And so there was definitely nobody where I was to play Star Wars Legion with. And I didn't want to start ordering models and then have to worry about transporting them home and whatnot. And so I thought, well, this is going to be a great opportunity to get more people to play and practice on the mod. And it's going to create a, you know, a competitive community that I will want to play games with as time goes on and give me people to play with you know, while, I'm, while I'm overseas and whatnot. And so it was, it was a great opportunity for, for me to like meet and play with people. And it just ended up becoming something, I think, you know, very interesting, really cool to see. So you were using the game to get games in before you actually even had physical plastic models in your possession? Oh, yeah. For, for months, I had been playing uh, Tabletop Simulator because I got back from that in July. And um, people have been playing games of Legion on Tabletop Simulator since as early as January, I think. Uh, so so we before the playing, game ever even launched. Yes, we were playing with whatever rules we could get our hands on and trying to start, you know, feeling out this game for months and months and months. Uh, it felt like it felt like forever because we were just so excited for the real rules to drop because we had been playing with whatever we could get our grubby hands on for two months. <laughs> and by the time it actually dropped, it was like, all right, this feels so much better. Now we think we're, we're doing everything correctly. And that's, you know, that's, that's one of the, the allures and the, the hallmarks of, uh, of the league itself. And the mod is that we have unreleased content on the mod. As soon as something is spoiled, either fully or in part, Tyrion will do his due diligence to put it into the mod and then um, it's not totally unrestricted but uh, Invader League also uses um, unreleased content and units in, uh, in its games so, so you guys have been playing with Solo and Boba Fett and all those guys for months now you've got Wookiees yep. That's what, you have Wookiees you have <laughs> Chewbacca Wookies, of course we have Wookiees and we have Chewbacca what? I think you've got it. I think you just recruited somebody, right? <laughs> I have to show John how to install it on his jitterbug. <laughs> what's it like? What's it like living in the future? Yeah. Are you in Italy? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think that's why I've enjoyed actually hanging out in the Legion Discord so much for the last, uh, you know, however many months it's been, because um, a lot of times you'll have people that have been messing around with these unreleased units, and we'll talk like theory craft and list building and whatnot. And it, it definitely gets a lot of people, I think, very excited for the future of the game because nice. it gives you an opportunity to realize, oh, you know what? This model, I think, is going to be very powerful in this way. And you can mess around with it, you tweak it, you get some strategy, and I mean, by the time it's released, I could tell you the things that Leia was going to be good at because I had played 10 games with her on Tabletop Simulator before she came out and hit the streets. So, all right, before we get into speculating too much on, on future units, <laughs> the first season's all wrapped up. Uh, how did that go, and what did you see? What kind of patterns and lists did you see develop as, as the strongest of season one? Uh, so, in total, we had about 55 people that played in Invader League season one, and that was something like 108 games or something like that of Legion that was played over the span of two months. Um, in that, there was a four-game round robin. You were placed in a group of five, and you played everybody else in your group once. And in that phase, you were allowed to change your list, and you only had to stick to one side, Rebels or Imperials. So um, I didn't do a lot of list recording in that phase. Um, what I saw at the time, we had... Leia and Veers, though they had some limitations, and then Snows and Fleet Troopers were legal at that point. And what I saw was that people were taking maybe one squad of Fleet Troopers, maybe two. Um, the Wonder Twins were alive and well. And by the time that we got to the elimination phase, which was the top two from each group, so it was an 18-player single elimination um, all five of the rebel lists that made it to the finals were double uh, Luke and Leia lists, and that. So was we're seeing a lot of the same patterns in, in tabletop simulator as we're seeing now in actual tabletop game. Absolutely, I mean it's it's funny because those were the lists that were cruising by the time the finals came around, and I think it helped show people in our community how powerful um, those that, or that specific list can be, um, as well as some of the better, you know, the current better imperialists, some of the Veers triple bikes. Um, I'm, I'm a big proponent of Veers uh, double ATST. I had been playing that Ooh. list since, uh, since like February, I think, or so. Matt, Matt's nodding his head over here in agreement. Oh, yeah, double ATST. <laughs> that, was, that was my jam for a long time. And, uh, you know, even though somebody might not see a particular list as the most powerful list in the game. I'm, I'm personally, like as a player, very big on practicing the same thing over and over again, and you might be better than somebody that takes a cookie-cutter list but isn't as practiced with it. So for me, that was what I was buying when I was overseas, was I was buying the parts to make a double ATST list. And now that I am home, my army is built, primed. I've barely started the painting process, but I'm getting there. And I can now take those months of practice and apply them to the physical game. Well, that's awesome. You're actually still, you know, playing the tabletop game as well. So you're still, you know, participating in the hobby aspect. So that's, uh, that's always good to hear from, from my perspective. Um, <laughs> Have you seen much of a shakeup with the uh, elite melee units, the Wookiees and the Crayola Guard on the tabletop? Uh, Have people been enjoying those? 
No on Wookiees, yes on Royal Guard. I think that the, oh. Royal, the Royal Guard have it's it's I think it's still early, so it's John, it's, is that it's a term? hard it's hard to describe exactly <laughs> how they've impacted the Imperial game, but they have very positively affected some of the Imperial list I have seen out there. And the the Wookiees have kind of done the opposite from the people that have played them so far. Um, I've heard some very good things. <laughs> I've heard some very good things about um, Chewbacca, and some very creative um, lists that have thrown Chewbacca in there that people have gotten to test. Um, with Palpatine, he has been an interesting addition to the game as well, though maybe another expensive addition to an army that didn't necessarily need one. Um, <laughs> right? Yes. People, it's okay, trust it just me. means you're. You're going to have room to be a trendsetter. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The The commandos are without a doubt going to be a game changer for the rebels. I mean, I know people have kind of figured that out already because they've started to hit people's shelves. But, I'm, yeah, they're, they are going to be big. It's, it's crazy nice. the impact they've had on people's games. And I hope the Imperial Scouts get just as nice toys to play with because... Otherwise, we're going to see, I think, a couple more months of Rebel domination at these tournaments at, you know, the Novas and the Gen Cons and stuff. Darn. Yeah, I, I, for, I, for one, am <laughs> really looking forward to snipers all the way across the board and no way to counter them. Fun. Yeah. Oh. Thanks, FFG. Well, and, well you, you know, that, about your scouts, right? <laughs> that's something that people have already noticed that we've been playing around with. Because we've seen the commandos be so effective, people have to a counter to that started to take boba more and more because boba can mm. zip around that field and find those two man teams and pop them off and we still don't have one of his command cards that i think a lot of people assume is going to be another utility weapon so Ooh. that's that's the kind of outlook that uh that you know tabletop simulator in general because you see strategies of people playing all over the world, not just your local meta, but I've played with people on every corner of the world, I think, over the last couple months. But you also get to have that aspect where you play around with the unreleased units and start to think about strategies that, you know, maybe you're going to see at big tournaments down the down the road. I mean, I haven't even started to talk about the, uh, the emplacement turns and stuff like that. Don't get me started on those. <laughs> no, why, why don't we get you started on that? Yeah, I mean, let's yeah. let's get you started on <laughs> yeah. that. I mean, because I mean, because uh, honestly, right now you're you're kind of our best source of intel as to, to how this is playing. So you know, and I know I'm I'm on Discord, and I know a lot of you know the other two guys over here aren't necessarily. So I know there's a lot of talk on there on Discord that comes off of Tabletop Simulator, but that's a, a fairly closed community. Um, mm -hmm. Not everybody. That's not everybody's jam as far as how they're going to get their news and 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 uh, or you know they don't have time to be part of a, a free flowing conversation like that. So so yes, please do tell us. <laughs> <laughs> um, from from what I have seen, um, because as I said, I I stick pretty close to the imperial side of the house. But um, good man, <laughs> I well your logo is a good logo. That's why I came on the show. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I you know. I'm going to buy an eWeb because it's going to look cool on the shelf, and that's all it's going to do, I think. I feel. Really? I think the. Unfortunately, the Imperial players um, aren't going to get as much use of the eWeb as you will with the, uh, with the, uh, the Rebel uh, turn, because um, the setup thing, you know, it's movement, the way it moves, and 
just a lot of its qualities um, you could tell thematically that they were going for something but I, I don't think it's going to translate very well to the actual tabletop and that's what people have been seeing so far in games and it, it might be something like you know, Veer's triple bikes where people were like, yeah, this is going to be a good list. And then that list started winning at tournaments. People like, oh, that's a really good list. You know, there there are times where people haven't played something correctly. They think about it one way and it'll become more powerful later or they'll find a good strategy oh, yeah. that really works. Um, but because the um, the Rebel variety has a, the, the 1.4 has a, uh, I think a range advantage really helps it out a lot and you know it, it throws more dice i think it is too um so from mm -hmm. the people that the the people that have been playing it they're not like calling it like a game changer and it'll be the meta thing that you'll include in every single list like i think the commandos are going to be i think those are going to be very powerful in what seems to be a very infantry centric game so far but um i do think the rebels got the better end of the stick on that one and it's a really cool looking model Going back to the Wookiees, because this is still hurting my heart a little bit. Um, <laughs> do you think the uh, the lack of, of use of the Wookiees has to do with the com competition for that slot with the Rebel Commandos, or is it the really weak defensive save? Like, what's the what's the beef? I think a combination of those two things. That's that's about the that's the rub right there. Is that the t-shirt saves hurt? They they definitely hurt. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. Again, I know this. People, yeah. <laughs> People are finding those commandos to be something else. I mean, it's just, it's effective. It, it does the job very well. And especially with like the two man teams, there's not as much risk involved. Um, I, I, as I said, there, people are generally enjoying Chewie because at least he's got some staying power. Um, with and he's got the synergy too. I mean, he, yeah. he works well with other commanders. Absolutely. His crazy pool of health and his his synergy with all, it seems almost every single commander he's got something he can throw at you um uh, yeah I, I think that'll see him played but um right now the the wookies maybe fill a spot that i think the rebels are going to find occupied by other things right now well as um, long as i can get chewbacca out there that's <laughs> yeah. at least i can get one wookie on the board <laughs> I, I, I believe you'll see chewbacca regularly um the the wookies might be something like the fleets were for a lot of people they would throw like one squad and have a very specific strategy they were going to do with them like what i saw a lot on tabletop simulator was people would run luke with fleet troopers and the fleet troopers would have the shotgun because it's like if you throw those three squads at something it's like oh my god what do you shoot at first do you risk the the russian style mob of white dice from the fleet troopers with yeah. the with the shotgun thrown in there for that glorious pierce or do you have you know do you risk luke getting in your face and you know annihilating a squad with son of skywalker and so sure. I, I i think they have potential for maybe um a card to come out or for them to synergize with a specific strategy just from what we've noticed in our little community, um, they haven't gotten as much mileage as um, other units. So one question I had for you, going back to your, your dual ATST list, when you play on Tabletop Simulator, do you have the option of putting as much terrain on the board as you want, or is there a set amount of terrain? So there's, there's a lot of different options. Um, you can spawn a terrain set, and what it'll do is it will pick a type of board, so city, 
desert, lava, grass, something like that. And then it will spawn a little uh, box that has 25% of that board worth of terrain already oh, spawned awesome. for you, and you just place it following the competitive terrain rules. That's one method. There are also pre-generated maps that were made by the community. So, like, Tyrion made a map called Tarkin Town, that it's not like... Uh, a board that you might see at like an official tournament maybe there's a little bit more terrain that you would see or uh you know maybe it's a little less but that's like it's you know that's like a thematic board you can play on um, oh cool so like kind of like a dense urban you know urban combat kind of thing kind of yeah and um the mod also has all of the um tournament maps from the invader league still there to choose from as well and for the, I talked to a couple people about this, but um, the way that I made the maps for the round robin um, was I actually took a couple of my favorite um, StarCraft maps and then drew their outlines on a piece of paper and then applied Star Wars terrain to those templates. Oh, that's cool. That's, that's awesome. super cool, yeah. So because are you seeing... Fantastic. You require additional evaporators. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you seeing a lot of um, – so is the tabletop simulator equipped to automatically generate line of sight, or how does that work? Um, a lot of that will still be um, visual. There's not like a, a quite a laser pointer function, but that's actually one of the nice things about tabletop simulator is it is a it's a free roaming camera, so you can move it around to any angle you might want to help you with some of those you know those difficult line of sight situations um, okay one of it one of its uh, strongest points i think is some of the functions that Tyrion built into every time you activate a unit because every time you press activate and you move the um you press move what it does is a it spawns the correct movement tool for that unit and you can increase and decrease as necessary if you're going through like difficult terrain, let's say. You can drop it down a movement tool if you need to. When you move the leader, it will spawn a cohesion bubble around the leader. So you know what your cohesion limit is without having to do any measuring. And then when you press the range button, it will spawn all of the range bands, zero through four. So you can see exactly, you know, how far away stuff is when you want to shoot again without a bunch of extra measuring. And of course, it does it off the unit leader like it should in Legion. So oh, that's awesome. Are, and that question reminds me of yeah, what I wanted to make sure I mentioned is there are a lot of automated things that Tabletop Simulator will handle for you. Um, and one that I had wanted to mention was the suppression tokens um, when you change turns there's a little round counter that you can hand back and forth just like you might in real life and then there's also a button that returns all of the activation tokens to your hand and puts them in a nice little pile for you uh, broken down by nice. type by type of token which is awesome and then there's also a button that will remove one suppression from every unit on the board that's yeah, that's awesome because that's one thing that i i know i forget a lot <laughs> yeah so i know um people playing tabletop simulator for the first time will you know maybe experience it as or call it clunky because they're getting used to using all the functions for the first time but i will tell you that once i got more practiced at it once i got good at it 
um, it was actually really intuitive. And I have seen many a person call Tyran's mod uh, one of the one of the more intuitive of any mod they've ever seen on Tabletop Simulator. And awesome. um, I believe in the article he did with Imperial Discipline here recently, Tyran said that he didn't know how to code before he made this mod. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, well, you've got a guy that's so... never done this before that creates what a lot of people call one of the best mods of Tabletop Simulator, one of the cleanest and most detailed mods out there. Dear FFG, hire that man. <laughs> make, yeah. make this a thing. Make this actually happen. Because, I mean, I, I think it'd be awesome if we had a, a, an officially FFG-sanctioned um, tabletop simulator-type mod where they, you know, maybe you... Oh, but then we'd have to pay for it. Then you'd have to... Oh, that's true. <laughs> Dear FFG, don't hire that yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's nice to hear that it, 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 it ends up being a very intuitive thing because, while I've never played tabletop simulator... Um, I, I did download the X-Wing module for the Vassal uh, software, oh, yeah. and it was a mess. Um, you had to memorize, like, 45 different button-press combinations to do anything. Um, and from what I see of, of Tabletop Simulator, it looks very point-and-click. Like, if you need to move something, you can just move the mouse around, click on a unit, grab it, and move it to where you, you want it to go. Um how much interaction is there between you and what's on the board, um, despite all the things that are already automated for you? So, as far as the like the setup of the game, that can be as automated for you or as unautomated as you want. Uh, we had kind of covered on already, but you can do every piece of terrain by hand if you want, or you can have the board already ready. So there's... Uh, your terrain board setup done in the click of a button if you want. Um, the cards you can create a, a card for um, you know for using the competitive um, battle card setup if you want, or there's an interface where you can pre-select those and eliminate them as you would in like a normal game, which is nice because that's that could be already set up for you. Um, when you create a list using the little list builder in the mod, um, you can actually save that list on a disk and then use just save it as like a, a file in tabletop simulator. And then all you have to do is drag that into the game, press load, and then your ar army's already spawned with all its upgrades and all that. And that's kind of the that's kind of the gist of what he's done with this mod is that, it is very automated for things that would make like stuff like setup a lot slower, but at the same time, he still left some of the customization in. Um, there is a good bit of it that he left for the players to still discuss. So, like when a model, uh, a model should get taken off, you do it by hand. You know, you just click, drag, and drop the model off the field um, to to get rid of that. But like I described earlier with like the activation tokens, those can all be sent back to your hand. The, um, the cards and their effects aren't automatically spawned. So, you know, if you are going to shoot with this weapon versus that, that weapon, um, it doesn't auto spawn the number of dice that squad shoots. You have, to, uh, you have to throw the right number of dice and stuff like that. So it doesn't play the game for you. But there are a lot of little freedoms that I think Tyrion has put in it to make it very modular. So if you wanted your game um, to be quick and kind of pre-built for you, 
that is available if you want to customize every aspect of your game the opportunity is there as well and if i remember correctly he actually did build like a learning scenario into it that's like the 400 point game from the box set so if you wanted to just jump in and play a learning game with somebody you could get started in under 30 seconds the board's already set your pieces are chosen you just got to start rolling dice so one of the things you mentioned is, you know, Tabletop Simulator and Invader League has a really vibrant community. Uh, but it seems like Tabletop Simulator to me ends up, you lose out on one of the things that, that attracts me the most to games like Legion. And that's, that's the personal aspect. You know, there isn't somebody sitting right across the board from you that you're cracking jokes with and things like that. How, how is the personal interaction uh, uh, type stuff in, in Tabletop Simulator? Oh, personally, for me, it's it's been a ton, and that's because I've been playing through the uh, through the Legion Discord. Um, a lot of times, when I would invite somebody for a pickup game, you know, Discord has text channels and voice channels that you can join and talk to people. So we have a set of tabletop simulator channels in our Discord. That there's one for new player help and setup. There's one for finding games, and there's just one for general tabletop simulator chat. And then below those, there's a couple voice channels. So for me, I've actually gotten to know some of the people in the Legion community personally because we've sat down and played a game of Legion together over tabletop simulator. And, you know, they've had their beer, I've had mine, and we've played our game of Legion. <laughs> and we've been, able to, nice. we've been able to do that, communicate, laugh at each other when you whiff a roll, all that good stuff that you enjoy playing with somebody in person and i mean in fact um if i have friends that i want to play a game of legion with that have you know that i haven't been able to play in with person this this would be my recommendation because then we you know we can without having to worry about meeting up somewhere and through discord still talk to each other um tabletop simulator does have uh, a way to pick up your mic and use it in that as well um, but for like official tournament matches and pickup games where the other person has a microphone, um, I will more than not uh, have them join me because it's a lot easier to tell them, hey, I'm going to shoot at that squad when I can tell them, hey, I'm shooting at this squad right there rather than having to have them play a guessing game. Because if we didn't have the voice capability, then there would be a little more guesswork involved. Whereas um, if I am in a room with you on Discord, I can say, hey, I'm going to shoot at squad number one, because if you have multiples of the same squad, it'll spawn a number on each base. So, you know, this is squad one, squad two, squad three. And so nice. we'll do that and um, it'll make it a lot easier to coordinate, but then also bring it back to that beer and pretzels aspect. Um, and you know, I, I was able to play a series of games with my, uh, with my little brother who is in Oregon and I'm down here in Southern California. And I mean, we were able to have a night, like we were just playing any time, any day of the week with each other. Like we used to, when he lived back home, just, uh, you know, watching Netflix or watching star Wars on a screen, which is exactly what I was doing. He was watching <laughs> empire and I was watching rogue one and we were, <laughs> we were drinking our adult beverages playing legion over tabletop simulator dude i need to do that my brother and i my brother's back in wisconsin so i need to do that too it's a great idea hey uh one quick thing before we get going uh of the big release uh news releases that came out at gen con uh what was the most exciting 
Oh, man. You know, do you want that from, like, a modeling perspective or a game perspective? Both. All right, I'll do both. Cause Either. I, Either, you know, yes. I, it seems ironic, but the competitive aspect of this game is not my favorite part of it. I just love the models. I, like, I really yeah. I would I would collect one of each of them just to have them sit and collect dust on the shelf because they'd look cool there doing it. So for me, like I, I told you, I, I wish that eWeb had a little more utility at face value because I think it's a, I, I love like models like that, like uh, emplacement heavy weapon models from, you know, mm -hmm. like like I had Death Corps of Krieg and Warhammer 40K. Oh, nice. And I had so many heavy weapon squads because I just love the look of them. So both both of the emplacement uh, troops, I think, are, are fantastic, you know, looking models to me. I, I love them. I'm, I'm very excited. Um, I. I had to chuckle at the uh, the dancing Wookies that we're going to get in this game eventually. Some of them <laughs> doing their, practicing their ballet moves. I think those are fun, <laughs> and I can't wait to see those on the table across from me. Um, old man Palpatine from the rule and the tabletop perspective. He he has been and will continue to be a blast to play. Um, nice. And I I am excited to continue to use him and. To, to to have him you know help me figure things out and i i am excited to you know get my hands on some of these specialists that are coming up because they're going to add a lot of utility and variety to this game um we already have the commander specialist on the docket for invader league season two those are legal you can use them and um, I'm very interested to see what kind of strategies they allow our players to to do this upcoming season. So one last thing uh, before we let you go here. You just mentioned Invader League Season 2. Um, what is it? Where where do folks go? Uh, prizes? How do we Give get us the big. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we've got everybody all excited about Tabletop Simulator now. But um, if, if, everybody, if somebody wants to get in on the big tournament, where do they go? Okay, so... The first place I would go is the Legion Discord, and that's because that's what the tournament is going to be held through. That's where you'll meet your opponents, um, and links can definitely be provided uh, whenever people need them. Uh, to actually sign up for this tournament, signups are not open yet, but to actually sign up for it, you simply go to invaderleague.com. All one word, no special characters, no anything like that. That website has been good to go for a little bit. I ran everything through... Google Sheets and um, Shalange last season, but this season we have a fancy website that's going to automate all the, whole, the hard work. And Ooh. on Sunday the 19th, that website is going to change right now. It's not as fancy as it's going to be, but we're just going to press one button and update it to the newest build, and you will have, you'll be able to sign up for the website. You'll be able to sign up for uh, the brackets, the, the tournament itself. And um, when you go, what you'll do is you'll, you'll sign up for the tournament. You'll create a login on the website, then you'll sign up for the actual season. And the Invader League itself is a four-game round-robin. So you're set in a group of five people, and you play one game against everybody in your group. And then you are sorted in your group by win-loss and then victory points. And victory points are the objective points from the Legion game. And you take the loser's victory points and subtract them from the winner's victory points to a max of three. And then the winner gets those victory points, and that helps break ties. And then the top two from each group also moves on to a single elimination. 
and then their overall win loss and their overall number of victory points will seed them from number one to um, number 16 is what we have planned currently but it depends on how many people we have um, this time around we had nine groups last time so we did an 18 person single elimination um, i believe we gave away somewhere between 150 and 200 dollars worth of miniature market gift cards and other swag. Um, there were some awesome signs that Rebel Lightworks did for us um, that said it was, a, it was a tournament sign for the Invader League Season 1 Finals, and it was a see-through sign that you could put on your physical table at home. Oh, that's awesome. And so I, what are the prizes for this year? So this year, we're upping our game a little, and... We have, I think we have 12 different sponsors this season. It's, I am so excited for this. I've just, I've been waiting to say this for like a week now since you contacted me about this. But um, at this point in time, we have about $575 worth of stuff we're giving away. Ooh. Awesome. Wow. Uh, first place is a $100 miniature market gift card. And there's a 20, there's also a $25 Dan Wolf Games gift card. Uh, he does terrain. $25 Jagged Brush Studio gift card, does model painting, and $25 Imperial Terrain gift card, as well as the Arabesh 1, 2, and 3 pip Gen Con cards. Ooh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, second place is um, almost all the same things, just less value. There's about, I think it's $115 worth of the same gift cards, just in smaller amounts. Third place is uh, 80 five dollars of the same gift cards and fourth place is sixty dollars of the same gift cards and then a legion discord t-shirt because we help sponsor the fourth place prize and then fifth sixth seventh and eighth all get a 25 dollar imperial terrain gift card and then there's a battle report series that we're doing so the person who creates the best battle report this can be in blog and filmed in any format you can think of. We'll also get a $50 miniature market gift card. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty good surprise support. <laughs> and those are, yeah, that's all because of you guys, the awesome community. Well, LJ, we want to say thanks a lot for coming on the show today. Really appreciate it. Thanks for giving us the insight on a uh, tabletop simulator. And I'm going to have to <laughs> get out there and actually download that now. Cause it sounds like a really cool thing. And I need to, get the numbers up for the Wookiees. <laughs> you know, somebody can run the all Wookiee army. I'm looking forward to it. I've talked about it and I plan on being about it. So <laughs> <laughs> you'll see me in last place in season three. <laughs> Race you into the bottom table. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks a lot, man. We'll hopefully have you on the show again. Thank you very much. It was great to join you guys and to talk to everybody in person. I appreciate it. Well, thanks again to LJ Pena for joining us today, and thank you, Outriders, for listening. Uh, check back with us next week because we got a lot more great stuff to go over. Josh, Matt, you guys want to throw anything out there before we go? No, I'm going to go home right now and download Tabletop Simulator. So <laughs> nice. That's wow, wow. And I hear it's even compatible with VR. So wow. it, yeah. <laughs> so I will, no kidding, have a virtual tabletop in front of Are me. Are you going to try to like integrate Beat Saber with it? Dude, that would be so awesome. <laughs> Where if I just start losing, I could just beat Saber my opponent. And then I win. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great, man. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for joining us, and we will catch you next week, Outriders. You've been listening to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tatooine Network. Amen.
understand. For more from the Outriders, make sure you like us on Twitter at Legion Outriders, subscribe to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Legion Outriders, and make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home.